Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. He plays that long. Shackle heads it away, only to Emmanuel Thomas, turns it in field, Whittingham with the shot, oh what a goal from Peter Whittingham! Great video. Touch it. Somber moment. Mm. Yep. Hey guys, welcome to the Andy Campbell Show, episode number. See, I didn't even know what episode number it is because <laughs> I've had a proper 15. stress and then a 33. <laughs> welcome. 33. I, uh, it's 33. And uh, obviously, we had the, the, new, the new introduction there uh, with the news, the tragic passing of uh, Mr. Peter Whitnam. Obviously, one of uh, Cardiff City's greatest players and one of the championship's greatest players. Uh, and you can tell just by the goal, which was in that little clip at the start. Players, yeah. Yeah, not, many, not many footballers could have, uh, have pulled that off. Um, so, as usual, you can find all our video podcasts at youtube.com slash acepodcastnation. All the audio shows at the usual podcast and radio uh, platforms and apps, as, uh, as well as... Many other things. We've got the Danny Button MMA show coming out Wednesday, Friday. I've got uh, My Story episode two with uh, Mr. Reese Weston. Thursday night, I'm recording an unscripted, uncensored with Mr. Super Kevin McNaughton himself. So you can all, uh, there's posts up all over our social media. It's going to be good. So uh, you can get your questions and everything in there. And uh, today I am joined not only by Mr. Andy Campbell, but also by a uh, sponsor of the show, Mr. Alan Jones, owner of Away Day Apparel. Welcome, guys. Hello, um, Matt. Nice to see you all. Nice to see you, Andy. I put my hat on, so I haven't got the, the same ginger glow as you, mate. It's just the light in the air. It's just the light in the air now. Yeah. We have his band at two in the Indeed. morning, don't we? That is nuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
You look there, like you look there, like uh, yes, yes. So we are joined by uh, different, different, different. Uh, what are they called? Different squad of people today. Exactly. Well, that's all right. It's all good. Um, I don't. So before we get, yeah, no, no, that's all right. I don't. So I was just going to say, mate. I was just going to dip in and out. Um, go on, you see what you're going to say, and then I'm, I'm gone. I leave you and Andy to talk about two weeks of no football, so it'll be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically, like we're going to start the show off talking about Peter Whitnam and some some memories about that. Um, obviously, you sponsor the shows and you sponsor some of um, my other shows as well. So, really, I wanted to hear from you uh, about what the post which you put up, I think it was yesterday or the day before, just about yeah. your tribute to the man himself. Um. I heard about his untimely death, unfortunately. Um, I think Terry Phillips dropped a bit of a clangor by leaking something, but I'd had a phone call that had come via Dave Jones, uh, then on to uh, Oliver and Johanna, who was still in, in contact with a mate of mine. And uh, he contacted me and he said, have you heard about Whitnam? He's uh, had a nasty bump. He's in hospital. It doesn't look good for him. And then subsequently, you know, we had the tragic news of his passing. But... Um, Again, lies spread quicker than the truth. Um, but, you know, it's a, it's a, it was a, a, a horrible day. Um, such a young age. Um, I still can't believe he didn't have a club. But, you know, God rest with love to his family, Amanda. Um, sorely missed by us. I can't understand why Blackburn Rovers haven't put a statement out, considering he was their player. You know, it's been left to us. But um, he'll forever be in our hearts. So... Uh, Rest in peace, Wits. So that's from that's from the bottom of my heart, anyway. Lovely words. So, but uh, I was in London Indeed, last mate. week, sat with my designer, AD, um, and we, we're finalising some of the products that are ready for launch for the summer. And as a tribute to Peter, um, we were coming up with pocket closure designs for the cargo shorts. Um, and I looked at the design that was in situ, um, as a typical po- cargo short pocket closure with two buttons along the top. And I said, how about we put a number seven on this pocket? So we got two buttons along the top and one down the bottom of the inside leg. So not, it basically is sewn on the outside seam of the shorts. Um, and it looked like a number seven on the front of the shorts with a popper at the bottom. So it's actually pickpocket proof. And the only way into that pocket is more or less touching your bollocks with your right thumb and getting into your groin. So it is in tribute to Pete. Um, It's also very uh, practical and pickpocket proof and we are going to launch that range of cargo shorts and they're going to be called the Whittenham range. So I hope that doesn't have an impact on uh, rival clubs, you know, not, not, not buying into the idea, you know, because of you know, the clubs he's affiliated himself to in the past. Um, it is a little subtle touch, but practical. So um, it's something I thought I could do as a fitting tribute to magical moments that they shared watching that man in the magic left foot. So that's that's it, really. That's all I had to say. So Fair play, you're all. That's, that's well, nice nice touch, mate. Mm. Yeah. We're also looking Excellent at a T-shirt. Touch, Maybe do a T-shirt when he does what he wants. Um, I'm looking at a few ideas, but um, the short idea was a collaboration with me and A.D. Wallston. It was something that he had sort of t- 
touched on the Timberland many years ago, but it was something that they didn't patent or didn't use. And I saw it on something and I thought, well, what if that will work perfectly on his cargo shorts? And the unfortunate timing of this just spurred me to think, well, I said these shorts are going to be called the Whittingham. So that's, that's uh, something, you know, I hold dear to my heart. So there we are. Player, Top man, mate, lovely, just that, lovely, 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 gestures. lovely, yeah, amazing. Here we are. So, I leave like you it, guys mate. to talk about nothing now, about darts or just coronavirus. No, we got, or... we got, we got loads to talk about. We just mate. look we at talk about you. We just stare at each other. I've released a few of the t-shirts as well this week. I don't know if uh, you've noticed on the website. I've had to go ahead to uh, release some naughty stuff um, that I wasn't allowed to do before. One of them I'm sporting uh, currently. Um, I won't take my top off now in case my belly gets revealed. But if you look on my personal mm-hmm. Facebook profile, I have it on. Um, it's controversial. I've just shared it. As, I've just shared it as well, Al. It's, uh, Cheers, and you always good. share my very stuff. Good. I appreciate very good. it. Very good. I'll send it up to you, mate. See, what, see how oh. your next missus All over it. <laughs> <laughs> she love her. <laughs> there we are so that, that's over and out for me guys enjoy your show alright top man top I'll man man uh, see you soon see you on Thursday hopefully to speak to Kev alright cheers Al yeah yeah man cheers top lads man. adios care, see you mate ta buddy <laughs> what a fella what a fella top man what a fella top man nice tribute yeah lovely mate yeah it's um, oh, it's been a uh, it's been an awful week Awful year, awful. Um, it's just been a. It's hard to hard to put things into um, into words. Side to be honest, isn't it? It's it's difficult because we, you know, we didn't start the year very well, um, and then things seem to get uh, go from just go from bad to worse. And I just feel really, really sorry for family, for friends, for um, for every player who's come. You know, what I mean, it's just it's such a young age to. You know what I mean? It's such a tragic way to, to lose your life, and you know what I mean. It's it's just, uh, just I feel so sorry. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't fortunate enough to play with, um, play with Peter, uh, but I met him uh, on a numerous times after games, before games, charity games. Um, Kev's testimonial and just an absolute gentleman, and, and just someone who, who recognised what I'd achieved at the football club, and um just just a genuine nice fellow and I, I can't speak highly enough of him and he's he's yeah he's, he's gonna be sorely missed by everybody and he just shows that um just just what how how in in high regard he's 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 thought of by everybody because I'd, i've not seen one negative comment bad word you know what i mean from every club he's played for from every player he's played with and every football fan all, around the world and you know what i mean and especially some of the comments um, and it's come on um, some of the things that we've shared on Facebook about um, uh, about the goal he scored for Cardiff City in the quarterfinal FA Cup against Middles at the Riverside. And that day he was he was something special on that day alone. You know what I mean? The Middles of fans don't don't forget. You know what I mean? Middles of fans remembered that day because you know what I mean we were we were going places and, and Cardiff obviously pipped us to a semi final place at Wembley and and then the rest history and all. So it's you know I mean, it's nice that, that that rival football fans can can just take a step back sometimes and just appreciate how. How good of a footballer he really was, because he was uh, he was something special. Yeah, the thing which um, I, remi- I am reminded of that particular game is I was in hospital uh, recovering from stomach surgery, so I was in land dock and I was in this room, like at the bottom of the ward, 
in just a wheelchair like watching it and then um, there's a couple of borough fans watching it these two old guys because like this the ward where all the gastronom gastronomy and all the stomach stuff tends to be like kind of older guys and uh you know, i was just like this young guy and i had like stitches and stuff just jumping around all over the place like pulling my stitches out but i mean it wasn't just the goal he his overall performance that day was uh, superb. Yeah. Um, obviously, like Gaz just saying there, that, that's a great, uh, great idea from away there, Parallel. Great tribute, mm. which I completely agree with. So it's a good shout. Um, who else we got in the live chats? Johnny's here as usual. I'm sure. I'm pretty sure he waits here like all week. <laughs> just stays in the stays in stays in the live chat. Uh, who else we got? Leslie. Leslie. Evening. Check my um, mirror out. Yeah, nice mirror. Nice mirror. But what, what I will say, yeah. well, that's it, mate. It's for me to do my hair in from here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so you've been at work today, haven't you? But uh, obviously... Yeah, surreal day. Surreal day today because it, it really opened my eyes today of, um, of how much a mess the world's in and Britain's in and my local areas in and, and my schools in. Um, we had uh, we had uh, we had nine, nineteen children in today out of a school of uh, two schools. By the way, we had we had two schools in one school, so we had nineteen children in from around four hundred plus, five hundred plus. Um, so it just shows how much we, we're relying on parents, we're relying on children, we're relying on each other and to get each other through. And and you know what I mean. I, I just hope that. I just hope we all come through this safe and, and healthy, and uh, and everyone's family. It's just everybody, it's just everybody, and it's not even a. They're not even going to categorise anybody because there's too many people getting poorly, losing their lives, um, out, out of this, and it's just, it's so upsetting. And you know what I mean? I know. Well, I've heard a rumour that in 45 minutes' time there's going to be a, a huge announcement made. Um. If that's true, it's true. If it's not, we we crack on and we go another day and we do what we need to do. But for me, sorry, I, you know what I mean. And I, I, I don't like to talk about it because I'm not I'm not an expert. And I said last week, you know what I mean. I'm not I'm not the kind of person who gets embroiled in a conversation about something that I'm not comfortable with or, or, or happy with. The problem I've got is at the weekend, I didn't step foot out of my house apart from going shopping for essential stuff and food, which I, I don't have in the house. Um, so when I see pictures of people going out for the day with the family and doing this and doing that, it just makes me, just makes me cringe and makes me angry and upset that, um, that it's no wonder it's getting worse or no wonder it's getting no better because we're just not helping the situation and we're not helping each other because I couldn't live with myself if I made someone else poorly. You know what I mean? I've got, I've got a, a pregnant girlfriend who's, um, who's obviously not far away from giving birth and, uh, and it's not worth a risk. Um, I wouldn't, expect her to go out the house i've got kids myself I've, it's just not it's just not healthy it's not fair it's not it's not you know what i mean you've got to have morals in, in life and you know what i mean and my morals are to look after myself and look after as many other people as i can and if i've done if i've done that then great and i'll continue to do as best i can because i can't do a lot there's not a lot i can do i'll keep going to work and helping the kids out if i can and when i can but you know what i mean and then and i'll do what i do now but I, you know i mean you're only one person you can't save the world and you know what I mean? But, you, but if we all did our little bit, it would just chip away and help help everybody and help this country, other countries, because it would help eradicate what's going on. Yeah. Um, 
I'm going to circle back to this a minute, mate, um, just because uh, I've got a few things to say about it and I'm going to put it into some other stories about football and some other bits and pieces. Um, I just wanted to talk about wits a bit more, really. Um, Obviously, like I mentioned, that goal at the start, I was a bit flustered at the start, so I apologise for everyone because I literally, I came on to sort of go through a couple of things with Andy and uh, Alan before we started. And uh, I discovered that obviously it's the first day of homeschooling today. And uh, I discovered that my son, when he was using the laptop, had unplugged everything, uh, all my mics and soundboards and stuff. And uh, I was not impressed. So I was like swelt, sweating and stressing. Um, so I was all over the place right at the start. So, yeah, I apologise for that. But um, my main thing is like that goal in the clip at the very start of the show, there's not many footballers who could have done that. And I think you'll agree with that, like as a footballer yourself. And like I was half tidy as a footballer until I discovered women and girls. But like, like a volley is one of the hardest techniques in the world to do. And that's not like I could I could have picked several goals to go in that yeah. clip. Yeah. I picked that one because it's one of my favourite Cardiff goals of all time mm. in terms of just for, as a with nothing really on it, just in terms of a goal, just because of the build-up play and everything. But just the quality of the man, like there's there's not many people who can pull something like that off. Even in the Premier League now, there's only a handful of players who'd be able to do that. Mm. And well, uh, sorry, the, th- the, th- the thing what I like about him um, is, <clears throat> you've just said a little bit there, that it's, it's his consistency for me, that we see the goal he scored there, like you just said, there it could have been that could have been six, seven, if not ten, twelve, fifteen of them because it was it was all of the time it was consistent. It was everything was outside the box. Everything was well struck. You know, what I mean, he could make a compilation DVD himself of uh, goals of the season or goals of a decade because his free kicks were outstanding. It wasn't just a one-off way. He, he luckily put one in. It was it was free kick after free kick from wide. And, and bear in mind, he scored eighty-five goals for Cardiff in in four hundred and something games. Four hundred. I've got him down here. Um, 413 games, 85 goals. You know what I mean? He played centre field, he played out wide, he can play full-back. That's Paul's, that's Paul's goals numbers, mate. You know what I mean? And, and that's not including the, go- the goals he set up as well, by the way. You know what I mean? So, assists on top right. of that. Do you know what I mean? It's no wonder Cardiff City in that era got promoted to the Premier League, went to Carling Cup Finals, went to FA Cup Finals, went to Playoff Finals. You know what I mean? They went to those heights because of him and because of the influence he, he had on that football club at the time. And you know what I mean? He's a he's a very talented footballer. You know what I mean? And he, he, I, I'm going back. I'm going back 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 in the day when he when he first came through at Aston Villa. I remember him playing for Villa. Um, you know what I mean? I was probably leaving Middlesbrough when he was first coming through. Um, as a as a sixteen year old boy at Villa, and you know what I mean you could tell Lenny. It's you always notice people with a left foot. You know what I mean because they're a lot sweeter than everybody else. They have better technical ability than than the majority of the players, and and he had that in abundance. And you know what I mean to go with it, being being the nice fellow what he was, just makes him even more likable. You know what I mean because I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. come across anybody who's who's got any bad word to say about him. There's a few people in the live chat asking to play it again because they missed it. So I'll play it, but I'm going to cut it off after the goal just because otherwise there's like a massive delay where I've got to wait for it to finish on mine. But uh, I'll play it again for people. For the people, he says, I don't even know if it'll play at them in the middle of the show. I've never tried it before. Is it playing? Anyone tell me if it's playing? It's not for me. I can't see it. Maybe I can't do it in the middle of the show. There we go. Um, but like you say, he scored so many goals 
so many quality goals, but it's the it's the performances, um, the consistent assists, season after season after season. Um, and I agree with like with that. Something Alan said. He said that he's surprised um, that uh, Blackburn hadn't put out a statement about it. I find that like I don't want to go on a big rant about it because I want to stick to paying tribute to the to a great man like a, a magic footballer. But I find it pick my words carefully, distasteful that they haven't, like he was playing for him a couple of months ago. Disrespectful. If I not, spoke he, he, I spoke to a Blackburn Rovers player, current Blackburn Rovers player. Um, one, uh, was it was the day before, day before the announcement came out that he died, that I found out he was in hospital and just, just to find out if all this, all these rumours were true. Um, and he told me that 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 he knew a few players who, who were talking about it early on in the day, and and it was true, and it wasn't looking good, and and I just thought, and I kept I kept refreshing Blackburn's feed, looking down, you know, I mean they were putting coronavirus on and 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 other things on their their feed on Twitter, and and it was just I just found it a little bit disrespectful because, regardless, say if you played one game for your, for that football club or four hundred and fifty against that football club, you're an integral part of that football club, you know what I mean? Because you've you've wore the shirt and you're a big part of it, and I. I just, I just don't like it, and it just doesn't sit right with me that because, you know, what I mean, he, he, he decided to go there because, for whatever reason, and, you know, what I mean, he didn't play as many games as he did. He picked up a few injuries, but even still, the football club has a right to and a, and a duty of care to tell people what had happened and and just pay tribute to a to an ex player uh, who's lost, who tragically lost a life, and and they didn't do that. You know what I mean? And, and still haven't. Right. As far as I'm aware, they still haven't. Man, it doesn't sit right with me that because I just doesn't. Uh, I just don't like it. I, it's not really. It's not. It's not nice. It's not nice. I wouldn't like to think that. Um, you know what I mean? If uh, ex club of mine didn't didn't pay tribute to me, good good or bad, you know what I mean? And it wouldn't be bad, would it? But yeah, you know what I mean good. You know what I mean? I just don't get it. I just don't like it. Even, I just don't like it at all. Even if even if say um, I don't know, did he had he left? Did he on a free? Had, uh, had, they terminated his contract or whatever. I'm not sure. I don't, I don't know. But but assuming... he, he hasn't played a game for a club since. So his Blackburn Rovers was was his last professional football club. So so even if they left on like terrible terms, yeah. Oh, Craig uh, Craig Sullivan there has just said they have put a statement out now. Um, mm. But obviously, both me and you have missed that. Yeah. But they took their time. Um, I'll say that much. But like, so it like it kind of takes away from my point. Obviously, if they they've put out a statement, then good. That's the way it should be. They should be paying tribute. Um, and I'm glad they have because that would have been, like I say, distasteful and a bit uh, shocking. But I want to focus more on, um, on him as not just as a footballer, as a person. The consistency of the man for Cardiff, like season after season, it was just assists in double figures, goals in double figures. Um, he was, you know, you never saw him getting in trouble, you never really saw him getting sent off or really booked for anything. He was just a model professional, yeah, by all accounts, a fantastic human being. And it, you know, obviously, it's, it's, it's a tragic end. Um, what I find upset, quite upsetting as well, on top of it, is that he didn't get his Cardiff City testimonial. Mm. Um, and I would like to say that I would like to think that they really, I really hope they go with doing something along those lines as, you know, as soon as they, as soon as they can, obviously it's further complicated with everything that's going on in the world currently, because there's not going to be any football for the foreseeable future. Yeah. But um, I'd like to think that when the, opportunity is there to do it 
that they'll they'll try and sort that out, whether it's a, a testimonial or a, you know some sort of uh, charity match or something. Just to you know, it, it should, I suppose it's difficult when the players still playing, but like you say, he hadn't played for Blackburn for a while, so he hadn't played for a while. It's difficult really to understand why they hadn't done it, but be, I suppose you never know. There may have been plans in the works or you know prior to his passing for the testimonial, but I hope they can sort something out over the no, somebody, somebody, put some, somebody put something about a, a charity game, a charity game being played with ex, ex players and get all the, you know what I mean, get all the, all the likes of our lot against, um, obviously Kev's lot and, you know what I mean, and, 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 and have a proper game between, um, probably the two most success, successful eras in the, in the recent history of the club. Um, you know what I mean? Regardless, obviously the the current the current players, obviously they wouldn't be involved. So I think it just 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 to give something back, and maybe 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 the money going to charity or the family or whatever. You know what I mean? And, and it, it just makes a just make a difference, make a difference to everybody, and give people a chance and opportunity to celebrate his life because obviously it was like you say the the, the testimony wasn't wasn't given for whatever reason, um, and then there was no chance for for fans to celebrate all the good work that he'd done, which obviously isn't great. No, they um one goal which always sticks out to me, and I, I on the on the spot now I can't think. I'm sure it was in like a playoff semi final. It was like a free kick where he takes the keeper by um free kick from the like the right wing, and he takes the keeper completely by surprise, just with quick thinking, takes it quickly, and he just whips it into the near post and it sneaks in. I think my mind says Leicester, but someone in the live Le- chat might be able to tell me Leicester, um, Leicester, yeah, definitely, yeah, Leicester. I, I yeah, I watched it the other day. Um, I think I think um, Cardiff were wearing yellow on the day, and he took it from there. Um, obviously the right hand side, Cardiff's right hand side attacking, and and I think I think everybody thought he was gonna he was gonna whip it in and and and. and and set a cross up, um, and then all of a sudden he beat uh, he beat the goalkeeper near post, and I'm sure it must have been Casper Schmeichel because I don't think it was too long ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a fantastic goal, but just something where you watch it and think, and that doesn't that doesn't surprise me. That doesn't surprise me. He's just, that he's just done that. It's just a natural thing that that Peter Whittingham, Peter Whittingham did and does, and just fair play to him. Fair play. I, I wish I wish yeah. I wish I wish he could do after after things that he, he was able to do with the football. Mm-hmm. Well, earlier on, you were saying about you were saying about his uh, his stats of his goals per like and he, how many goals he scored for Cardiff, and I I compared uh, him. They like put I said their Paul Paul Scholes stats, um, and in terms of the goals he scored, they were very similar to the type of goals Paul Scholes used to score. In that, mm-hmm. so often or very rarely you would see him score a simple goal or a simple tap in. They were always they always seemed to be thirty yard screamers or. You know, curling or volleys or whatever it may be, but often they weren't. It wasn't like you'd just get like a thirty yard out, thirty yarder out of him. Maybe you know once or twice every couple of months. It was a regular thing. Like he would score fantastic goals on a just a almost monthly basis. You know, every couple of weeks you'd see see him scoring goals, and because he's not. Um, like one of the what I call it, like a chest beater, like where he's shouting and screaming, um, and what people determine are leaders. But I actually think he's he was one of the the biggest leaders in that dressing room at the time, simply on his just consistency of playing at a high level. 
and he dragged us through games. He scored braces and scored goals where he just kept the team going, kept the team in games when we weren't playing well, kept the team, got the team back in games that we were losing or where we were, it was nil-nil and you needed a goal or you were drawing and you needed a goal. And I think that sometimes people get lost in this, particularly in today's modern football. Everyone thinks a leader has got to be like a, like shouting and telling everyone where to go, like a John Terry or a Roy Keane or whoever. But yeah. that's not the only type of leader. You know, a yeah. leader can be someone who just performs week in, week out, constantly at this sky high level, which drags everyone else up. And that's what he was about. I'll progress that on as well, further side for me, because um, when I hear people say about being brave, you know what I mean? You just said there, Roy Keane. Roy Keane was probably one of the bravest people I've, I've come across in football, that, he, that he, he went into every tackle. He, but braveness is not just about winning tackles and winning battles. Being brave is wanting the ball in every situation, good or bad, in defensive situations. Um, and he wanted the ball every time. He wanted to make something happen. He wanted to push the football club to another level. And... He made the club. He made the team tick. He made it tick by wanting the ball, by spraying balls about, by wanting to take free kicks, by wanting to take corners, by wanting to take penalties in, um, in in pressure situations. And it just shows how, it just shows how good how good he was, and just how how, how just, just 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 superhuman. You know what I mean? And 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 how, how much of a big effort it was for, um, for him to get all them goals because it's it's just it's just an absolutely unbelievable achievement. Yeah, I completely agree, mate. Uh, Craig Sullivan just said that I left that up there because I didn't want to forget. Um, he said that uh, we should do something as a club because, you know, it's sad uh, we can't actually show any tribute. His funeral will obviously be very restricted because of the, you know, just the way the world is at this very precise moment. Yeah, It's going to be only close family, um, which, you know, is a shame, but... Hopefully the club and the club's fans and his other clubs can, you know, can pay tribute. Because um, I know he's actually very popular with Aston Villa fans. Um, yeah. I know a Villa fan who was really, really disappointed when, and I was he used to live in Cardiff at the time Peter Whittenham came down to Cardiff and he was devastated that Villa had let him go. Because he was only, you know, he was a young player. He was highly thought of. He ended up in Car- Cardiff and, the rest, as they say, is history. Yeah. Um, so, obviously, for anyone who missed uh, the start of the show, we had uh, the owner of Away Day Apparel on uh, just in the first couple of minutes. He was uh, he paid tribute to Peter Whitney himself, and he also uh, announced that they're <clears throat> bringing out a, a, a range of cargo shorts with a number seven pocket, which is also pickpocket proof. Um, which is going to be called the Whittenham range. We're in tribute to Peter Whittenham. Um, and as always, you know, I think it's a, it's a lovely touch. It's something that he didn't have to do. You know, he, at the end of the day, he's something that he's come, him and his designer have thought of. Um, Alan and Away Day Apparel, you know, they sponsor every show, every Monday. They sponsor some of my other shows. They've given us a code to get 10% off. Um, so I implore you all to check out uh, awaydayapparel.co.uk the, the code for viewers, listeners is for 10% off, which will include those the Whittenham range and, and some of the other stuff, uh, the club colours t-shirts, the new the new, the new new t-shirts they've got out is uh, AA Podcast Nation, all in lowercase and you use that at the checkout at the website and um, you get 10% off your order 
Okay, um, so Johnny Wish just dropped in the YouTube chat, but it depends. The people in the Facebook chat won't be able to see it, so I just wanted to hook that up, put that up there. Um, he said, what's everyone's favourite wits goal? Um, so obviously I've said mine is the, the one in the clip, obviously, and, and the one with Leicester was two of my favourites, but there's so many to pick from. Yeah. Um, if you guys, is there one for you, mate, which sticks out before we... Oh, to be fair, I keep looking at that, and, and it's, it's probably any... Uh, it's probably any free kick goal for me because uh, it's a skill in itself to take a free kick side and the way that he took it, you know what I mean, the way that he disguised it, the way that he got it over the wall with whip, with power, you know what I mean, that he was an absolute genius with a free kick and when you when you talk about the, the likes of free kick takers and you're on about um, David Beckham's and you're on about people like that, you know what I mean, he's he's up there with, with those kind of players taking free kicks because he was he was that good uh, and it just shows it just shows it wasn't just a fluke. Yeah, that's a fantastic comment. I lo- I'm loving that. Uh, Craig Sullivan just said, Wits is a, a great pickpocket himself, which is fitting. Not the best tackler, but he knew where the ball was going and was always in the right place to, right place to cut out uh, passes. Um, also, I just wanted to say as well, for people who are wondering why I read out those comments as well as put them up on the screen, it's, uh, it's for the audio listeners, the, the people who download the show uh, afterwards, because otherwise it would just be like a blank space. So, yeah. Just for them, that is just for them. Um, so we started talking a bit about the coronavirus. Um, I'm gonna try and keep my blood pressure down now because people have been bugging me this week. So I, I, I went out earlier just for a drive, didn't get out of my car, just went for a drive just to clear my head. I was a bit het up and stressed out, so I went and had a little drive and I drove past uh, a, certain, a certain area in Cardiff, which I won't name because i don't want to label all those people with the same brush there's kids everywhere on their bikes playing football and i just thought you know it's not a school holiday the schools are not closed because it's a school holiday Mm -hmm. i don't get it i don't get why people are just uh they're just and these will be the same people mind they're not taking the seriously side not taking then and and i think that's everyone's point they're not people aren't taking it seriously and if they're not taking it seriously, you know what I mean? That we're all, we're going to get punished. Everyone's going to get punished for other people's stupidity because, you know what I mean? I've, I've got a young child who's been stuck in all day today um, and he's going to be stuck in all day again tomorrow and that's without being locked down. You know what I mean? He's stuck in all day again on Wednesday and all day again on Thursday and, you know what I mean? That's that's without, we went out for a little bit of fresh air earlier on. You know what I mean? Went out for a little little walk around the, around the block, just me, me and her. And I just think, not going to be able to do that if other people are being so selfish and so inconsiderate about 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 the whole situation and, and it's going to ruin it for everybody and I, well, I, I believe it is a little bit too late now but um i just think yeah i just it's, think it's, you know it's... what i mean and and, and 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 they should be absolutely ashamed ashamed of themselves what frustrates me is these are the same people who will be all over social media next week when the police and the military or next month, when the police and the military are in the streets asking you, where are you going? Why are you out your house? If you're not going to the pharmacy, it's not an emergency and you're not going to get essential shopping, then you're going to get a fine. And they'll be the same people complaining about that and mm. how it's always disgraceful and or, or they'll be complaining that the virus has spread and the government hasn't, you know, moved quick enough, which they haven't. Mm. But now that they are moving, People aren't listening. So it's yeah. like, well, 
Well, anyway, I know it turned it into a political thing. Um, so last week, we talked about what to do with the football season. So, in the meantime, me and you kind of disagreed on where it should go. Yeah. I thought, I think they should, they should bin it and start again whenever they start again. Mm-hmm. You think they should finish it at all costs to, you know, to cut a big, long debate, very short. Obviously, there's a lot of intricacies to it and ramifications from the Premier League down to the non-league and the championship, you know, the, the championships, the titles, the cups, the relegation, playoffs, Champions League spots, everything. There's everything in between. Um, in the meantime, uh, Rugby Union, I'm not sure about Rugby League, Rugby Union has cancelled their season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard a few rumours today that the Olympics is probably going to be cancelled. The Euros have been moved back a year. Why is it that uh, UFC events and mixed martial art events now being you know cancelled for the foreseeable future? I know it's slightly different with those because they're not like an ongoing kind of season, but rugby is. You know, the Six Nations was had I think one game left. Yeah, yeah. you're talking in the Premier League, Premier League, or in the Football League, or in the Premier League, just the Premier League. I think there's 92 games left in total. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, you've, only got, yeah, you've only got any games like it's, 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 it's uh, you know, I mean, with 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 the news of uh, the RFU deciding to do that, um, I think it just makes a mockery, really. Of 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 for me, I think why why don't all these governing bodies get together and have and have a, and have a good chat and a good conversation about about how the best thing moving forward is for everybody and just advise other people because. I think sometimes the Premier League thinks that they're that they're just in it on the on by themselves, and you know what I mean. Because there's there's a bigger picture side. You know what I mean. We've got just inside the English Football League, for example, you've got the Premier League, the EFL. Um, you've got obviously all all the sponsors, um, and then you've got um, UEFA and FIFA. You know what I mean. On top of that, who who are then governing what the Champions League and what and what European competitions are doing. So. They're they're being governed, I believe, by them. But whoever's got the biggest say so, and it's got to be UEFA and FIFA. They've 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 got this. They've got the biggest the biggest say so for everybody. You know what I mean? And that's and that's from um, the Welsh Premier League to the Albanian Premier League to the Belarusian Premier League to the English Premier League. And if they come out and make it make it make a, a a point blank decision about everything, then everybody can just get on with it and move on. Because at the minute, yeah, we're waiting for something to stop. Which doesn't just well. I know it's only been a week since we like since we last spoke, uh, but things for me have got have have got ten times worse than last Monday. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So things have got things have got worse, and 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 they're still talking about um, moving things forward and trying to get thing get things played. You know what I mean? For me, football has just got to take a back seat and just got and just and just forget about it. You know what I mean? And and yeah. when it when it comes back, it comes back and. It, do I care about the, do I care about this season or next season? No, I don't now. It's irrelevant for me now. It, there's, there's just it's just irrelevant now. I'm just you know what I mean. I, I've 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 listened. I listened to Simon Jordan on his interview this morning on um, Talksport about about asking players to take a twenty uh, percent uh, pay cut, which would get which would get uh, £170 million pound pot. Um, it would have a, a three hundred million pound fund for every league club in the area in well in in in, in the ninety two clubs to share that between that would save that would save that would save clubs going bust. It doesn't look like players are forthcoming about taking a pay cut. There was a story in uh, in my local area that a Newcastle United player 
uh, rejected to take a pay cut, and, um, and apparently he's been uh, he's been released out of his contract. I think he was coming up to an end of his contract anyway. Um, but you know, I don't think the club was quite happy that he that he refused point blank to take a pay cut. And I just think the NHS. Sorry, who was the player, mate? I missed. I missed what you said. Then who was the I don't, player? I don't, who refused I, I, to I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was a Newcastle United player. So it'll be easy easy to find out. I'll find it out by the end of the show, and I'll, uh, I'll have a look. But he refused to take a pay cut, and they released him out of his contract. Um, good, you know what I mean. But it's for me. I don't want to see anyone lose a job, but no, good. I totally agree. But every single player, though, in, for me in the Premier League, and that, that that could be that could be Championship as well. I don't know. However, people look at it, but or or or, or have a deferral of wages. You know what I mean. If you take a pay cut or defer wages, you there's a chance you might get it back. If it all if it all calms down in the foreseeable future, or it's spread around clubs anyway, and it's keeping your job safe because there's yeah. not many jobs in the world at the minute where uh, where your job is 100 percent guaranteed with with all, with with the mess that we're in. You know what I mean? There's people losing businesses. There's people um, on zero hours contracts. There's people um, hourly paid. There's people self-employed. You know what I mean? These these people basically they're getting shafted by everybody and 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 are they going to pay the, are they going to pay the bills are they going to live are they going to um feed the families do you know what i mean so i, I think um for me football is irrelevant and the the least people could do is take a pay cut and put that money towards it's it's keeping it in football size i'm not saying i'm not saying give it to the nhs i'm not saying to to give to things which which i believe we should do but that's another story but it's it's keeping the money in house within football, which will save another Berry, another Bolton, uh, another yep, Portsmouth, another it. Wimbledon. Do you know what I mean? There's we we all love football, but we all love the ninety two leagues, uh, the all ninety two clubs in the in the football league. We don't just love the Premier League or the Championship. You know what I mean? Some do. Some are just some are just Premier League, Premier League, Premier League. But I love the FA Cup. I love the Coca Cola Cup. I love whatever it's called now. I love, Milk. I, love, Milk. I, love, I, love I love I love anything. I love I love promotion, the playoffs. And if, if we're not careful, we're going to lose a full league by teams going bust because yeah. you see see clubs dying on the backside doing um, fundraising events. But how do you do a fundraising event when you're not allowed anybody to attend? It's impossible. Yeah. Nobody can raise any money. The only people who are safe now are people like Salfords who've got multi-millionaire backers. Do you know what I mean? A fair play to them. But the likes of Bolton Wanderers who've been in turmoil for years, this is going to finish them off. If they come out of it, then... I hope the Dukes won my exercise, but you know what I mean. Non-league teams who are who are losing the only revenue what they get every other week is is attendance because the, the players are still getting paid because they're on FA contracts and and that's the only income they've got. And if they don't get paid, they don't pay mortgages. And I, and I get this, but Premier League players twenty percent pay cut on somebody who's on twenty grand a week is is peanuts. Do you know what I mean? In comparison, someone on hundred grand a week is even. It's just. It's, it's just. You know what I mean? We've we've got it. We've got to now start helping helping each other as long as helping ourselves. Spot on, mate. Um, I just wanted to say before I go to Leslie's comment there, um, nearly every single Premier League footballer, nearly every single one, earns more in a month than the majority of us get in a year. Whether that's NHS workers, the people who are holding this country together now, they don't get in a year what some of these footballers get paid in a week in some some uh, 
in some quarters, but generally speaking, in a month, they get more than what these people get in a year. Yeah. Now, you're telling me they can't live on half of that for a, for a, for six months, for a year? Oh. I, I, you know, I mean, there's people out there living on 50, flipping 150 quid a week benefits or there's 150 quid a week statutory sick pay or like yeah. um the, the self-employed people who are currently gonna have to live on nothing the way yeah. the, the announcement's gone i don't believe there's been an announcement yet about that no sorry, I, I, these I, can't take it, a pay cut it angers it angers your side doesn't it you know what i mean that and you know what yeah. simon, simon jordan right i was i was quite a i was quite a critic i didn't i didn't like him when he when he was when he owned a football club i thought it was quite um same here um, obnoxious. Um, I d- he seemed very self-centered about about his football club. Um, that that is is the most important thing. Blah blah blah. But you know what? Since he's come out of football, I, I think he talks real sense. He he spoke about the, the Netflix idea to save for, save people money, but 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 raise the profile and, and and put more money back into football. He cares about football. He cares about every single one of those 92 clubs. He cares about moving yeah. football forward and not just Premier League because he's been at the football club. He's owned and bought a football club. He's sold his football club. He knows what it takes and how much it costs and how much people earn and how much they could save going forward. You know what I mean? Because if 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 Tottenham Hotspur, Newcastle United, Norwich City don't play for the rest of the season, they've already had the Premier League money. They've already had the season ticket money. They've already had the shirt sales. They've already had money. The only money they're going to miss out on is nine games, potentially, of um, programmes, burgers, merchandise. You know what I mean? But but on a smaller scale, on a match day, on a match day thing, they've had all the big money so far. So, you know yep. what I mean? Why why can't we? Why can't we just? Why can't somebody just sit Help down up. and just? Well, yeah. Because the thing is, also, if you if you put that to all the players and and said, listen. The offer there is to give, uh, um, is to agree, uh, agree a percentage of your wage, and we're going to put it in the pot. And if you didn't do it, how ridiculous and how stupid are you going to look? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, how greedy, how, how greedy would you look? You know what I mean? Because side bigger picture, when you die, you can't take your money with you anyway. So you no. know what I mean. So it, all right, here's another bigger picture for you. If the country completely collapses, what well, won't really matter how much money you got, will it? Exactly, exactly. Banks collapse. What chance have you got? Doesn't matter where your money is. We're gonna do draw no. it all out. But happen. on a, like a slightly less apocalyptic note, um, like obviously, I want, I want whoever the clubs, the players, whoever the leagues, the PFA, the LMA, FIFA, UEFA. I want them concentrating on teams from around the world who live week to week who are going to be in genuinely genuine threat of going out of business, prioritizing them and coming up with ways like what Simon Jordan came up with to save those football clubs around the world. Because let's face it, uh, your Bayern Munich's, your Dortmund's, your Madrid's, your Barcelona's, they could do the same. However, last point I'll make before I go to what Leslie said um, I read an interesting article which Bar- Barcelona have asked players to take a pay cut in this time because their wage bill is over 1 billion euros per year and they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. Well, so if Barcelona can't, if Barcelona can't afford 
to stay afloat in this time, in this, uh, you know, in this period of uncertainty? What chance of, I know, Grimsby got, or yeah. I just plucked them out. I couldn't think of a football club, so I just said the first one. Mm. But whoever, mm. well, is, things you say. it's you frightening, mate. You see these football clubs cutting the cloth accordingly. You know what I mean? I, I could look. I could look around here at Middlesbrough. That yeah, apparently Steve Gibson spends a million pound a month on his own out of his own money, um, and then recoups money back from attendances, which aren't great at the minute, by the way. You know what I mean? Because obviously the football club's in a bit of a turmoil itself. So now he's paying that money out of his own pocket for no games. So he's getting he's gaining nothing back. How many businessmen, how many how many people in the world are going to put that kind of money out of their own pocket and waste it week in, week out, month in, month out, over the holidays, over the, the summer, sorry, when, when, when the players aren't playing and during the season now when they're not playing and if the season gets cancelled till August, September, till Christmas, whenever that may be, you know what I mean, surely, you know what I mean, chairmen's are... Uh, what they're going to do? Worst case scenario, side chairmen might just turn around and say, "Listen, we can't afford to pay you. Where, where would players stand? Where would players stand if, if you know what I mean? Because they can't go anywhere. You know what I mean? So the, sometimes you're best off offering this kind of thing because it's only, only going to help your club and someone else's club in the long run. It has to. It's just a, it's the basic maths. Yeah. By the way, shout out to all the celebrities and uh, footballers who are struggling in their ten bedroom houses with swimming pool and gym. And uh, they're struggling with the isolation. Shout out to them as they struggle through. Um, so, uh, Leslie there said, uh, last week, Sai, you said you think the season will be null and void. Do you think the same this week? Absolutely. And I think it's the only fair way to do it. And also, I will add to it. Last so you week, said, well, you did um, say, Sai, you said it should be, not will be. You said yeah, it should, it should be. be. Should um, be. But I will add that last week, I felt that it was the right decision for football. Now, I think it's the right decision for humanity. I really think that it doesn't matter. So just bin it off so every football club knows where they stand. Every football club, open the transfer window now so clubs can sort out contracts and people who are going to run out of contract in this period and just say, right, we're hoping to start in September. We'll keep you informed as we go along if that's going to go get pushed further back. But let's just everyone start where they were. We're going to split all the money to, you know, however they're going to split it. And you, you know, it's I'm I'm sorry to Liverpool. I'm sorry to Leeds or to Brentford or to, you know, to to anyone else who who's going to get the short end of the stick. I, you know, I'm sorry, but. It's a worldwide pandemic. What do you want to do? You can't just, just pro, like I. At certain points this season, this week, I felt a bit like the Premier League is bending over backwards to try and make sure Liverpool can still win the league. And my point is the same as it was last week. There's more than the Premier League. There's more clubs than the Premier League. There's more clubs than Liverpool. Yeah. You cannot bend over. Bend over. You can't bend. <laughs> you can't bend over backwards for one club, for one league. And I feel like that's what they're doing, mate. I feel like they're doing everything they can to make sure Liverpool win the league because they haven't won it for 28 years or whatever it is. I don't care about that. What I care about is getting through the next year safely, making sure nothing happens to my friends and family and there's little people or little amount of people worldwide die. Mm. I don't really care about, like, whether the football season finishes and starts again fresh in September. You know, and deep down, 
when Liverpool fans and Leeds fans and all the other fans who will give me grief for it, they will realise that it's the correct thing to do. It's the only fair, it's the only fair thing to do. You cannot do it another way. Well, sorry, obviously, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, listen, I would love the football season to finish. Love it. You know what I mean? And I know it's only been a week since last time we spoke about it and, 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 the, and the opinion what I had. I've just, I've just, I've watched same as everyone else. I've, I've learned a little bit. I've, what, I've, I've, I've tried to take it all in. But what I've noticed, I have seen, I've seen things get ten times worse. I've seen things get ten times worse, and if they're getting ten times worse now, then it's not, it's not going to get any better, any very quickly, you know. So, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd love it too. I'd love to. I'd love. I'd love to be the, there be an ending in sight, but. You know, I mean, we said I, I said I said last week. You know, what I mean that you can't just set, you can't just start a football season. They give the date of the third of April. Is it Friday the third of April? Um, that that the games that football is banned until. So Friday the third of April. What on earth are they going to do or say? Because you can't just ban it for another two weeks. Because and then see no, in, in two more weeks. You've got to make a decision. You've got to make a decision. So in two, in 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 the third, which is what uh, is that? Two is that a week on a week on Friday? Is that right? Uh, yeah, week on Friday. So a week on Friday. For me, a decision's got to be made. So they've got what 10, 11 days time to make a decision, and potentially on that third, on that Friday, we will all be involved in a in a in a country lockdown in the UK. So we'll all be locked down. So how on earth can they even think about football when we're locked down? Because they won't be able to have meetings unless they do it via Skype or they do it via via what we do or they do it via anything else. You know what I mean? That that uh, for me, this it's it's just getting it's getting even more difficult just talking about it because we got we're, we're bigger than football now. We're bigger than football. I love yeah. football. I, I would I, I, you know what I mean? I'd, I'd, I'd give anything to start to, to be able to play again. At the kind of level which which I played, and you know, I mean, it's it's what dreams are made of to be a professional footballer. But I I don't see how 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 players can have this much time off, and then be expected to go back at the same level and and and, and carry on carry on all over again. I just it's it's getting it's getting more difficult by the day because you said it last week. Teams aren't training. Some teams were training. Some teams aren't training. Some teams train for longer. Some teams haven't trained for longer. You know what I mean? So, so, so those two, those teams side last week when you said that um, Liverpool, for example, Liverpool were probably one of the first teams to stop stop training. So they've got they've stopped for two weeks. So when it comes to the Friday the third, we could be in lockdown. So they're going to go four weeks without training. Where some teams have gone two Never weeks mind without training. Teams, some teams might have six players out. Yeah. Some team might have two. Some teams might have players in isolation. Some teams might not. Yeah. Like where? How can you ensure that it's a fair competition? Um, I highlighted. I want to highlight what Kelly um, said there. Bam, Kelly's a bam, pharmacist, bam, um, bam. and shout shout out to the pharmacist by the way because they always get left off the list of when people are throwing out appreciation, rightly so, to NHS workers and to you know emergency responders and people like that. They always leave the pharmacists out. But the, when you go into full lockdown whether it's today, tomorrow, next week, we will. And when we do, Kelly and her colleagues will be going to work because the pharmacies have to stay open. So people like me, my son, 
other people's children, other people's families can get their medication, which they have regular. Um, and she says, she says, I love football, but after yeah. doing my job in the last 10 days, it's really quite insignificant in the grand scheme of things. Spot on. Yeah. Uh, just going to read some a, comments. From... Si, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a privilege. Football's a privilege. But football's one of the privileges that, we, that we've took for granted for years and years and years. And it's not real life. It's not life and death. You know what I mean? I think the things that are happening right now currently are proving to everybody that, you know what I mean, that I never thought I could live with that, live without it. And it's difficult. You're bored, you know what I mean? But I'd rather all my friends and family and all people around me stay fit and healthy and, and, and live for longer than than me being able to watch a few games of football on the TV. And, you know what I mean? It just becomes insignificant 100%. You know what I mean? I, I'd be happy. I'd be happy with the BBC carrying on putting all football on, and everybody, everybody staying fit and healthy, and, and and cracking on, so we can, so we can move, all move forward in our lives. Yeah, spot on, mate. Absolutely spot on. Uh, just going to read some comments because they're building up a bit. Um, so Ian, uh, Ian, David said, "Nice mug." Lovely mug. Nice lovely mug. mug. Lovely mug. Lovely, lovely mug. Lovely mug. Lovely lovely mug. You can, can also also put tea, coffee, water. Let me have. have Plenty of things in it, Sai, can't you? You know what I mean? Let lem sip. <laughs> Anything you want. Uh, Richie can't Thomas see, says... I Can't see me. Com- it's that, that comment's that big. You can't he's see. that he's, Richie's written an essay. Uh, <laughs> it's a good job, Andy's a teacher, so he can mark it. Uh, so <laughs> first mistakes. of all, no, no capital letter at the first first yeah. first words. That's disgraceful. Too many, too many full stops. Yeah, it's just terrible. Get it off the screen. Uh, <laughs> our older generation have been told to self-isolate for 12 weeks. Australia have mentioned they have a vaccine but won't be ready till June. That's another uh, another eight weeks cool off, if not longer, to treat people, start again. People are dying. FIFA, UEFA, Premier League can step in and support clubs for certain amounts of weeks and months. Um, spot on. Uh, what else we got? Let's uh, have a look. Johnny says, uh, having seen uh, the VAR decisions that Liverpool have had this season, are you surprised that they're, <laughs> I'm assuming he means, are you surprised they're bending over backwards to try and win in the league? Uh, Peaches, welcome Peaches. Uh, she says, cancel it, people are dying. Bang on, nail on the head, nail on the head right there, uh, in a blunt comment. Indeed. And I think that's what people need at the moment is people yeah. need some brutal well, there's, honesty. There's uh, Harry, Harry Kane might be fit for the Euro 21. Mm, there we go. And Joe Allen. Bonus. And I'm so happy for I've got to say, <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. It, if, it go, if it goes ahead yeah. next summer, the one of the very few good things to come out of it is that Joe Allen will potentially be able to play for Wales because yeah. it was, you know, it's going to be his last professional, uh, his international tournament probably, which he'll be, you know, young enough to play. Yeah. Um, any others? Got any others? I can't see any others. But uh, if I've missed any comments, guys, because I've got a lot coming in on Facebook and YouTube, so just uh, drop them in again as we were talking. Um, so uh, I did. I recorded a Danny Batten MMA show yesterday, and then we did that. We basically covered the Cage Warrior show from Friday, which was excellent. That shows out on Wednesday. But um, one thing we discussed is obviously the MMA is cancelled and boxing's cancelled for the foreseeable future so we were like right do we stop doing the show until everything starts up again we were both reluctant to do that because we you know we really enjoy it but also we've been building up 
each week there's more more listeners more viewers each week so we wanted to keep that momentum going so what we're going to do is each week we're going to cover like an old uh mma or boxing card watch it and then cover it like we cover the other shows so next week or yeah next week we're covering ufc one which is an incredible sight because there was no weight limits so you got like heavyweights fighting tiny people and royce gracie wins spoiler by beating a super heavyweight um with some jujitsu but um that's gonna be fun and we're also each week we're asking for people to send in uh, retro boxing or MMA fights, like individual fights, classic fights, which they, you know, really enjoyed. They want us to rewatch and cover. So next week we're going to be covering uh, Frank Bruno versus Lennox Lewis, which is uh, it's available on YouTube, the full fight. So we're going to watch it and we're going to cover that to keep the uh, keep the content going. And obviously, me and you discuss things that we can do, um, you know, throughout the break and what we can do to keep doing shows. We got a few ideas. We might do a, a couple of watch longs, maybe of some like retro games if we what get depending on what games are out there. But I think one of the ideas we floated was uh, either doing a review or a watch along of the 1999 Champions League final because I know that's on YouTube in the in the full thing. And it's just about find you know we'll find content and ways things to talk about. Um, obviously, each week when we're doing the championship show, we do any other business where myself and you and we have we pick three things where we pick three stories outside of the championship to talk about. Um, so what we're going to do going forward is we're going to pick three stories non-coronavirus linked from the sporting or the football world uh, to talk about. Did you manage to pick three this week, mate, or did we did I do we leave it too late to pick them? Um, no, I've struggled to be fair, but I can, uh, I can do it. Yeah, I, that's all right. I can do it. Well, I'll just, we'll I'm start just, it from next week. I'm, um, we've, we've been locked down, Sai, haven't we? We are locked down. Breaking news. Yeah, that's the official news. Yeah. Breaking news. Yeah. There you go. It's because people won't listen. Sad, isn't it? Sad that it just kills everybody, that though, because just really sad. It was, it was going to come, mate, and it was going to come because. Well, it makes people me angry. weren't listening. It makes me angry though, Sai, because I've been to work today and there's children at school who depend on depend on us going to work to work tomorrow and I'm not sure what the logistics are with being able to go into work tomorrow because yep. you've got kids who um are vulnerable in a in a in a not a very good place and rely on coming to a place where they feel safe and feel happy and with people that they trust and if that's taken away from them because people have been going out, then it's just it makes me feel it makes me feel sick really. Yeah, I'm frustrated by it because um like even today, I there's kids all around Lanishan and there's kids all around Cardiff just as if it's a school holiday. Um and you know, uh, Leslie just today thinks that they've said that that's what I mean. That's what it is in Spain. Is that you can go out to go to the shop for essential shopping. You can go out to the chemist, and you can go to the hospital if it's an emergency. If you anything else, you get fined. Yeah, well, it um, just said here. So I'm just reading here. So essential food shopping, medical, uh, travel to work if you're in the front line. Nothing else. Uh, one form of exercise a day. I'm not sure how you're going to work that out. All shops will be closed except food outlets for essentials and we're locked down for three weeks 
That's 21 days. Breaking news. 21 days. Breaking news. The lockdown is in effect. But, you know, like for some of us, and like we've been doing it anyway. Yeah, I know. Well, no, so but that's, that's the... So it's, so it's longer than, isn't it? And, and and we've just spoke about there, haven't we? About, about, about um, you know what I mean? Football is irrelevant, but I've just spoke about there about um, about footballers. That those who've been isolating for two weeks have now got another three weeks. That's five weeks. So football football cannot start again on the third because we're locked down for three weeks. So, you know, I mean, that's going to be, by the time we're, we're not locked down again, that's going to be football will, will have been done for uh, five weeks, if not six. So how on earth are you expecting to start a season up again? Because after six weeks of a summer break, players have six to eight weeks of pre-season. So it's now just, for me, it's um, it's it's just it's 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 got to be it's got to be done. I think, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, so, well, funny enough, one of the stories that I was going to talk about was um, Portsmouth footballer Sean uh, Raggett has tested yeah. positive for coronavirus. Yeah. He found out while he was eating at the pub. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't get. I don't get that. So, but if you've been tested for it, Sai. You, what are you, you doing in the pub? You sit. You sit at home on your own until you get found clear. You know what I mean? Uh, because I follow. I follow Peter the Chairman. Um, oh, I can't remember what he's called. I'm sure. McAntony. Uh, yeah, Darren. Darren McAntony. Yeah, um, and I follow him. And um, obviously, Portsmouth played Peterborough um, the, the week before. Um, these players. Um, we found out so he's he's obviously very concerned so he he got all of his players tested and he was massively surprised that none of his players tested positive because of obviously the played played against you know what I mean and there was a, he, he was getting he was getting uh, donkey's loads of abuse um, uh, about some of his comments and you know all he was doing was showing care about his players because he didn't have to get all his players tested yeah. because you know what I mean he was showing care about his players because if he didn't get them tested and one of them had it, four of them had it, five of them had it. That means all the family members, friends potentially, um, all of the players would have it. And it's just, for me, it's just that's someone going that extra mile for the care of some individuals. He didn't have to do it. He's not even living in the air. He lives in America. So it's it's just sometimes, is, um, you know what I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a bigger picture. And unfortunately, not everybody sings from the same page. No. No, uh, yeah, Johnny Wish just said, um, idiots ruin it for us, for us all. Uh, and Kelly said, unfortunately, some people just didn't get it without sounding selfish. It will help keep the frontline workers feel safer. And I think that's a big part of it is, is those people who are working in the pharmacies and the shops. Like I was looking at some of the shops um, and like the amount of people just crowding around and just... No, no question of social distancing and all the stuff you've been advised to do. So it's like, how safe do those people feel working in those shops so you can still get your groceries yeah. when you've got 10 people fighting over milk and eggs and stuff? Well, I saw, I, it. I saw, um, it was quite a surreal picture, really, what just caught my eyes. And I know Italy have been through it and 
um, and they've lost a horrendous amount of people. And you know, I mean, people have lost family members, friends, um, and it's just it's horrific. But they were stood outside the supermarket, and they were all at least two meters apart from each other. And I just couldn't believe how um, educated they all were, how sensible they all were, how patient they all were. And then you see people in Tesco who would walk over the granny for a loaf of bread or a pack of toilet paper. It's just, just well, the tabloids today. They um, yesterday they they opened up the the browsing hour in the supermarkets for NHS workers and key workers, and um, in the game was Cambridge, Scotland, and somewhere else. Um, the people who were queuing up, like to when the shop opens properly, they just all ran in the shop and started fighting, and and the NHS workers had to leave. Because they've been told if you're seen a, a gathering of people, they'll be suspended. So they, do you know what I mean? What are we do? What, what are we doing? Like what? What are human beings doing? I don't know. And, and, and do you want to make sure I say that that um, that everyone comes on social media and they says all this stuff that, that it's the right thing to do, but people don't implement it and 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 do what they say the right thing to do is, and it just yeah, it just it just makes me laugh and. You know what I mean? That, that people will be complaining now. Social media will be rife. People will be complaining that they're stuck in the house. They can't go out. Um, they've got no toilet paper. They've got no food in. But these people are, are, to, are to blame for what's happened because because the the, the the Prime Minister came out yesterday and the day before begging people to stay inside, begging people yeah. to, to, to distance themselves from others, begging people to stop this getting worse. And unfortunately... In everywhere in in a big city like like you work like you live in Sai, you know what I mean. In a, a little little town that I live in, it's 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 got ten times worse than it was last week and yesterday. You know what I mean? There's more cases left, right, and centre in where I live, and you know what I mean. We can't keep on making it worse. You know what I mean? There's got to be a there's got to be a there's got to be a stop point somewhere. You know what I mean? I watched a a really fitting advert. It was I don't know if you've seen it with the matches that. Um, the matches are burned oh, yeah, along, yeah, along the line, and one just one shorter. just one just is pulled away, and and it just stops. And you know what I mean? Someone's got to be that match to pull away, and and thankfully the button's being pressed, and, and hopefully this might be the start of something positive for for Britain um, and Ireland, and and we can and we can move forward as a as a nation, as a as a country, as a, as a world, because it's just it's just it's not nice and. Bringing kids into this world, we've all got kids, we've all got young families, we've all got friends and family and older parents. You know what I mean? Who we all worry about on a minutely basis, but it's only—it's you're not going to stop you worrying. You're just going to worry about even more. You know what I mean? It was Mother's Day yesterday. Didn't get an opportunity to see my mum yesterday. First time, oh, me neither. You know what I mean? First time, my mum yesterday. I did the right thing. I didn't go around. I dropped some flowers around on Saturday when I was passing, but didn't speak to her. Just, just texted that they're outside, outside, and and I just, I don't know. It's it's heartbreaking because, you know, what I mean, these 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 days are significant in your life because, you know, what I mean, parents won't be around forever, and some people aren't as lucky as as I am to have two parents, and um, and I take it for granted sometimes that, you know, what I mean, parents are always going to be there and um and things, and and I just, uh, I just, I just, it upsets me that that people aren't taking this seriously because. I'm taking it seriously for their for their parents. So I'd like to say people would take, would do it do it for me as well, but obviously not. Yeah. Well, my mum lives literally two minutes around the corner, but I don't live with her, so I can't go there. Can't, can't see her. Yeah. Um, 
she, I couldn't take the grandkids to go see her. Same with my mom, uh, my mother-in-law. We're really close to my mother-in-law, my father-in-law. We haven't been up there for two weeks, but the kids haven't seen them. And then I look on Facebook yesterday and there's people going over people's houses and for, for Mother's Day. And I just think, oh, just, you know, what, what are we going to do? And someone asked me yesterday, why are you carrying on doing the football podcast when there's no football on? And I said, well, because I want to, one, I want to, I enjoy doing it. I enjoy having a chat. I enjoy yeah. interacting with people. And we're still talking football, yeah. but we're also talking like other stuff and wherever the conversation goes. But also I want to document it. Um, and while people are at home, I'm going to do as many podcasts with as many people as I can around, you know, doing my kids' schoolwork and my my missus working from home because you don't know where it's going to go. You don't know what's going to happen. Mm. So let's document it as we're going and let's discuss what's going on at the but, moment. This is the Andy Campbell show, not the Andy Campbell championship show. Yeah, But at the same time, Si, you know, I mean, we, we need a bit of normality as well. And the only normality yeah. in, in, in people who follow us, people who watch this show is, is, is Monday night, half past seven kickoff that people join in, people uh, engage for a couple of hours. And if that's taken away from people's lives, you know what I mean? That can have an impact. That's another thing they've lost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why should, why should, why should we all down tools? You know what I mean? And why, you know what I mean? That, that things have changed. You know what I mean? That, that, that I, I never have my little girl on a Monday. Never have her. And it's always, it's, it was the easiest day for me. I've got her at the minute because of what's going on and, and things. Cause, cause, cause my ex-partner works uh, within um, the police and, the fire brigade and, and the ambulance. So it's, I'm, I'm fortunate to have a, a little bit more, which, which love it a bit, but you know, also want people to be safe. You want people to be healthy and um, you just want to make sure that, that everything's all right. But like normality, we've got to carry things on because my three-year-old's not got, not got a clue what's going on. So she just wants to go out and play. She wants to go in the garden. She wants daddy to be there. She wants everyone to, to do normal things with her. And you know what I mean? If we, if we don't run a normal-ish life, then, how, how how strange would it be for the kids of, our, of different generations? How boring would it be for everybody else? And and just think, we've all got that duty of care for everybody to to help each other out. And if that's carrying on this show, which which we're doing, um, for me, it's it's the only way. Yeah, and we might even do some extra shows. Uh, yeah. you never know. We'll have to see. Yeah. Obviously, with uh, with your beloved partner ready to to have a baby very soon as well. Yep. We might have to work. We might have to draft someone in for a Monday night if she's rude enough to go into labour on a Monday. <laughs> well, uh, never yeah. ever. I know. But I'm sure you know, that'll, be, that'll be that'll be that, yeah, that'll be that'll be all over that. Yeah. Well, do it on purpose, wouldn't she? <laughs> I didn't mean that, Sophie. Didn't mean women, that. Didn't women, mean... eh? Women, eh? Yeah. So Johnny Wish asks a question. He said. Who's the best, Maradona, Messi, Pele, or Cristiano Ronaldo? Oh gosh, 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 gosh. Um, uh, if I was having a conversation with my dad, my dad would say Pele, but I wasn't fortunate enough really to see any games of him playing. Um, but only videos of highlights of of, of what he did, and as, and as a as a sixteen year old scoring goals in, in a World Cup, you know what I mean? That obviously speaks for itself, but. For me, for me, for me, for me, Maradona was an absolute legend, absolute hero. 
Um, and if it wasn't for his scandal, it wasn't for his behaviour off the pitch, um, I think he would be he would be down as the world's best, probably simple facts and 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 everything put away because I think it's only his his off field um, um, situations which have just let him down massively. And you know, I mean, that goes with with probably the pressure that he 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 put on himself, other people put on him um, on the football pitch and in life that he his expectation of being. Um, on this pedestal was just was just probably too big for him and um, but the things he could do with a football and not just a football I've seen him do things with oranges and tennis balls and you know what I mean and, and keeping him up and the skills he can do and it's just a natural talent like that and to be to be to be branded in the same category as Messi and Ronaldo is just amazing because if you're on about f- football ability side for me football ability is different to what Messi and Ronaldo are doing Messi and Ronaldo are just scoring goals they're, they're, they're elite the, the, you know what I mean the amount of goals they've scored but for me Maradona was just something else he was just oh, he could dribble he could get himself out of so many tight situations and you know what I mean he was very, obviously very small and very you know what I mean I was stocky but still s- small in stature and um, similar to Messi um, but oh, just absolute genius absolute genius I think one of the things which makes Maradona stand out for me is the the sh- the sheer violent tackles that he used to put up with mm. uh, to try and get the ball off him, yeah. like Messi and Ronaldo, they haven't got to deal with anything near the level of oh, aggression. Protected. protected now, they're protected, hundred percent protected them. And um, I just, yeah, I just think that sets him aside. Yeah. Um, the fact he could do it after being up all night on and a night out. Yeah, well, I remember you know, I'm going back to Italian ninety. Um, Argentina against Cameroon and Cameroon players kicked him from minute one to minute 90 and he got up and got more he wanted more he wanted more and it just shows how how dedicated he was just to you know I mean I know Messi takes some stick but stick in a different way the, the tackles from Cameroon that day were absolutely outrageous and you know I mean I think they got a couple of lads sent off but to get sent off back in 1990 you had to, to, to do murder it's just ridiculous you know what I mean whereas now you can get sent off for for pushing somebody over and raising your hand, so it's um, uh, bang on, Johnny, bang on. Because that, 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 but, but then you, you, we've got to look at the other side of the coin. The goals they score, but technical ability for me, Ronaldo, uh, 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 Maradona for me. Technical ability has got to be Diego for me. Yeah, I think I think Ronaldo's in with a shout because he's done it in the Portuguese league, he's done it in the man, uh, the English league, he's done it in the Spanish league, he's now doing it in the Italian league. For sheer longevity and doing it around the world, I think that's what sets him above Messi for me, is the fact that he's done the same as Messi in terms of you know stats and figures and the amount of goals he's done for the prolonged period, yeah. but he's done it in different leagues which all of those leagues are completely different by the way you know yeah, yeah. the Italian league is very different to the Spanish league and the Spanish yeah. league is very different to the Premier League um, and I think that's the one thing I think for people like you know Man United fans will always say Ronaldo Liverpool fans will probably say Messi because Ronaldo's links to Man United Barcelona fans will say Messi Madrid fans will say Real Madrid, but whereas I haven't got like a dog in the fight, and I think that kind of sets it apart for me. Is the if Messi could have gone somewhere with a Premier League or somewhere to 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 do it for a few years, I feel like that would have been 
enhance not that he needs to enhance his reputation but in terms of being the best ever yeah i feel like that does hold him back a little bit you know maradona did it in did it for napoli did it for barcelona Messi's, you know, I but then Kelly makes a good point there. She said she respects Messi's loyalty to one club. Uh, I agree to a certain extent. However, my uh, my one gripe with that these days, same with my gripe with uh, Stephen Gerrard, is I think I've mentioned this on this show actually before. Is Stephen Gerrard was going to Chelsea until Liverpool offered him mega bucks to stay yeah messi hasn't just stayed at barcelona because he loves barcelona he's yeah. on half a million quid a week yeah and god knows what in sponsorship deals and stuff you know like if he stay if he if he i don't know it's not it's not just a not just a love of barcelona i'm not saying he doesn't love the club but there's but i think i think i think, I think i think sometimes with messi i think uh i think there's also Another picture as well that there was obviously a, um, a tax situation, which um, which obviously wasn't great and wasn't wasn't looking like it was going to get sorted out. Um, and then on top of that, you've got you've got a club who probably backed him and helped with that kind of situation. Then your loyalty obviously sits sits there because you've got a you've got your parents. And I know his dad was involved in the, in, the, in the situation as well. So sometimes it's. Um, it's about showing loyalty to a club who's uh, who's looked after you and your family, and I think he's uh, he's done that in abundance, really. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Leslie says Ronaldo all day for me. Messi up there, but he also likes Zlatan. I don't think you can put them in there. I don't think you can put him in the same level for me. He's a he's a, he's a world class footballer, but uh, the, the the world's best. You know what I mean, I don't think you can put him in the world's best. If you if you if you ask Latan, I think Latan would uh, tell you he's, he's the best ever. But um, mm-hmm. that's just the arrogance. He's not bad. He, he, listen, he's world class, but I, I see arrogance. the arrogance of the fella. No one else is doing the numbers that Messi and Ronaldo have done over the last ten years. No one, no, no one else has done those no. numbers in history. No. And uh, I'd be surprised if anyone does them. Not even Neymar, who was like their their heir apparent, or Mbappe or Ronaldinho before him. No one's ever done the numbers that they have done. Yeah. Maybe the odd season, but not consistently scoring 50 goals a season in all competitions. But Mbappe, no so one... you, you, you look at that though, Mbappe, you know what I mean? He's he's playing in a league, in a... In a Pub league. In a, in a less, lesser league, you know what I mean? So Ronaldo, Ronaldo started off, like Mbappe started off in a, in a lesser league. Ronaldo decided to move straight away as a young, as a young kid, you know what I mean? I can't ever see Mbappe leaving Paris Saint-Germain probably for the next five, six years because of A, the contract is on because Paris Saint-Germain don't need to sell. They're in a situation, you know what I mean? They're, they're probably not going to sell until they start winning Champions League on a regular basis because the league's won by Christmas normally. So, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're in another level to everybody else. Yeah. Um, French, and also... Kelly again made a good spot there. She said uh, Messi's never really shown up at international level. Um, he never really plays like uh, you know, like he does for Barca. And also, Ronaldo has Ronaldo. Yeah. You know, I know he didn't play in the. He came off in the final, but um, yeah. you know, he he dragged Portugal, an average Portugal side, 
to the, to winning the Euros in France. And I think Messi's also he's also struggled against English sides in the Premier League. I think it took him something like seven years or something to score in England. You know what I mean? So before I think before he scored at Chelsea. So uh, I know he's I know he's you know he's he's, he's done all right since, but. You know, it's a long time considering how, how much success he's had in the Champions League because the English teams have only started being successful recently, really, especially with Liverpool. So it's, you know, he's had, he's had plenty of opportunities. Yeah, yeah, spot on, mate. Um, Gaz says, who do you think's the best English player of all time? Oh, Gaza. It's got to be Gaza. It's got to be Gaza. I don't think technically wise, you want to go Maradona. Gaza's got to be for me. He's, he's, he's a genius. But did, but he do it, did he do it for long enough? Um, to be considered the best ever. Um, oh, for me, for me, I, I've, I've got to say yeah because I, I think he. Well, and then, and then he also tested himself out to go to Lazio, so he, he went to a to another level. He'd been he'd been in England, so he thought he tried himself out in another country, in a, in a country where at the time was was probably going somewhere. You know what I mean to go to Lazio, and um, I, th- I think he was just an absolute genius. I thought he was an absolute genius. See, I. I then think... you could go on. You could go on facts or side. You could also go on facts and go on um, players who've won the Ballon d'Or. So you can go on Michael Owen and you can talk about Shearers and you know what I mean. So you, you're on the facts. I now. think so. The, so the fact that I can't say, mate. I was going to say I facts, think Wayne Rooney's probably a fact. Your facts on David Beckham, David Beckham, Wayne Rooney, Michael Owen because of Ballon d'Ors, because of successes, because of trophies, titles, acknowledgements. You know what I mean. You've got. You've also got to look at that now because. You know, I mean, Man United were um, were in a bit of a, a sticky situation until Wayne Rooney come in, and he, he took them to another level again. You know what I mean? So that he changed he changed the way that Man United were playing at the time. You know what I mean? After losing the Bannister Royce and all those kind of players, so yeah. age you know seventeen I mean? so, as well. Yeah, exactly, young boy. Um, and then well, look at Shearer, Real Ferdinand. Real Ferdinand. Well, I'll 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 start on Shearer. That for me, Shearer. That if Shearer had gone to and Man United, well, Man United was successful without him. But imagine if he went to a decent, decent club. It was, it was going to win trophies. He's, he's been starved of winning a trophy, personally, um, because he was so loyal to a, a team that he, that he loved and what he was brought up on. But yeah, Rio defender. But defenders never get any recognition ever, ever. But it's such a shame, such a shame because technically he was probably better than, um, a lot of other players. I think Wayne. I think uh, sorry. I think Rio Ferdinand's the best England defender of all time. And I know maybe some Englishmen will disagree with that, and they'll say, you know, like Bobby Moore and and maybe some others. But I think Rio Ferdinand was just quality yeah. Rolls Royce. Um, I just wanted to circle back to something. I um, I misread Kelly's. Uh, it was it was actually a question. She said, um, "Why does Messi never really turn up at international level? He never plays like he does for Barca." Um, I think sometimes I can put that down to um, the kind of players that he's playing with in the team. I'm not saying the players he's playing with aren't as good, but I'm, I'm talking um, Busquets, Xavi, um, those kind of players who give him the balls in any kind of position he wants it and, and, and the quality of the pass in good areas where he wants it. And, you know, what I mean? There's not many better centre midfielders in the world than, than those kind of players. You know what I mean? He, he, can, he can run um, the final third on his own. Those kind of players giving giving the ball, but then also when he's playing for Bar- when he's playing for Barcelona, you've got probably seven or eight players who can hurt you. So the opposition don't know where to mark. You know, you you mark Messi out of the game, Griezmann goes and scores a hat trick, Suarez goes and scores a hat trick. 
you mark Messi out of the game playing for Argentina, they haven't got as many backup players to help him out. So maybe maybe that's maybe that's it's tactical a tactical way or um, or the South American um, Copa America where teams will just kick him to death. So it's it's there's you know what I mean it's 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 such a different style of football. It's having, uh, um, um, domestic football and international football. Yeah, I think so. Uh, they got some players, mind Argentina. Um, uh, Johnny Wish says, "Who's the nastiest referee you ever played with or under?" Um, I didn't like you, Ryan Rennie. I didn't. I just didn't. I just didn't like the way it was the way he looked at you, and he didn't even need to speak to you. Sometimes he just his eyes are wide open. He'd give you that little stare, and and you're quite intimidated and scared of him. He was big in stature. He was um, uh, a little bit of a man mountain and. Um, yeah, he was. He was quite intimidating. Quite intimidating. Who was it? Who was it? I'm glad I didn't come across um, a cleaner from Italy because he was. Uh, he scared scared me to death watching him on TV. Yeah. Who was the most arrogant ref you ever played, like under or with? Um, oh, Clattenburg. I'd probably say Graham Paul. Graham Paul. It, oh, seems, okay. it seems. It seems to be everything was about him. You know what I mean? I, um, obviously, old school. Obviously, Jeff did a lot of my games. Jeff Winter. Um, George Courtney was absolutely tremendous, amazing. He used to talk you through games. Um, used to, you know, what I mean, if he wasn't happy with something, what you're doing, he'd, he'd speak to you calmly, like a school teacher, and, and tell you that it's not acceptable. It's not going to happen again on his watch, and you'd respect him. But sometimes when certain people come down with an iron fist, it's you just lose respect for them, and just and just yeah, it's just their way or the highway. You know, what I mean, they're they're, they're the same as players. And, the referees wouldn't be as successful as they are without the Premier League being as big or the Championship being as big. And the pre- the referees need the players just as much as the players need the referees. Yeah. Uh, Leslie said uh, Ronaldo added all full package, uh, the looks, the physique, and he won and broke so many records. Uh, there was a question somewhere, sorry. Uh, uh, Leslie said, uh, what did you think about Gaza at Teesside Crown Court in Middlesbrough for a kiss? Oh yeah, he uh, yeah. Apparently, I don't, he, I don't know what that's about. Uh, apparently, somebody uh, pressed charges of uh, common assault against him because he he kissed somebody. Or something. Oh, on a train. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know, I mean, Gaza's has obviously got his issues, and, uh, and yeah, he obviously yeah, he plays a big part in his life. And you know, what I mean, I hope he gets well, proper well, as quickly as possible, because it would be a massive shame to to ever ever have that sad news come out. Yeah. Uh, uh, Leslie said he was with Jeff Winter the other day. He's doing well. We had Jeff Top Winter man. on the show. Yeah, on uh, episode 150. Top man, Jeff. He's had uh, he's had his health issues, Jeff, over the last couple of years. He's had plenty of operations, yeah. and yeah, Jeff's uh, Jeff's a lovely fellow. I've got loads of time for Jeff. Loads of time for him. Really nice fellow. In, Good referee in, as well. He's got his good opinions as well. Like he's got. He, he, He's, he's just he just loves football. Watches game after game after game. He watches hundreds of games a season. Hartlepool, Spennymoor, uh, Middlesbrough under twenty three, Middlesbrough first team, Rangers. He'll watch a game every day if he could. Stockton Town. He watch everybody. Indeed. So um, what I wanted to say, guys, is um, in the chat or if you're downloading or viewing this after the fact as well, because I know a lot of people do that. Also, is um, if myself and Andy were to talk about some like do like some retro reviews and talk about some old games or old matches um 
send them in to us, send them the, the games. Like one of the ones we discussed was the 1999 Champions League final, just because of how dramatic the end of it is. And, and we'll kind of break, you know, we'll rewatch it and we'll break it down like we would the championship games, just so we've got like a bit of football to talk about. Yeah. Um, like we won't, we probably do like one a week. So it's not like, uh, you know, doing all the championship games, but we do like one a week where we watch the full game. We'll break it down. We'll talk about it like it's been on at the weekend. And then we'll still do what we've been doing the last few weeks, having a chat about various subjects. We'll do the news stories and the questions and this sort of thing. We'll perhaps pick a man of the match instead of a two for two and stuff like that. So um, in the comments, in the live chat or in the comments, on the posts and after you've listened to the shows or email them or text them, whatever, pick some shows, preferably shows that we can easily, uh, shows, uh, matches that we can kind of get access to, um, whether it's on YouTube or, you know, somewhere else, because obviously if we can't watch it, it makes it a bit more tricky. Um, what else was I going to say? There was something else I wanted to talk to you about, and I've completely, completely forgotten about it. But um, while I try and remember, was there uh, anything else you wanted to touch on, mate? Um, I um, uh, oh, there was there was something that I wanted to talk about. Uh, I had it. I had it on. Uh, I'm sure I sent you it on Twitter. Uh, let me just have a little look. Um. Uh, Johnny Wish asks, well, you look for that. He says, um, best City player of all time. Oh, I can only, uh, that's, that's difficult for me to, to answer. I think it's a little bit easier for you to answer. Um, I'll go on my right, own opinion. Well, then. I, go, I can go on my own opinion for what, what I will. Mine will probably shock everybody, but for me, um, for the influence he had on uh, dressing room, the influence he had on the pitch, the influence he had... Uh, on supporters, I'm going to go at Andy Leg because I thought Leggy was absolutely outstanding on and off the pitch, and and had a big influence on on various things. Um, his quality on and off the pitch, his his effectiveness with his long throw, his set pieces, his left foot, his talking, his commitment, his desire. Uh, he's obviously got links with Swansea, um, and just, just shows that he cares. He's got a heart. Um, he's obviously got a history with the football club and. Uh, and just, and just, he's just an all-round nice fella. But his quality on the football pitch was second to none. Second to none. Yeah, I um, it's difficult. There's so many. Um, Cav would be up there for me. Yeah. Uh, as a leader and and as a player, um, Bellamy would be up there for me if we'd got a couple more years out of him, purely because his um, desire and his expectancy for his teammates to, to work at a certain level really kind of even though we didn't get the best Craig Bellamy as a player individually he demanded a certain level from everybody on the pitch everybody behind the scenes everybody in training and he lifted the team and the club overall um, so he would be up there for me for his for his influence rather than his actual but play I don't for think- I don't think anybody ever thought that he would sign for the football club, though. Sir, you know what I mean. I know, I know. No. Obviously, you know what I mean. He's a, uh, obviously loves, loves, loves Cardiff City, but you know, I mean, whoever thought that Craig Bellin would ever play for the football club and and have that opportunity no. to do that. So it's 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 a dream come true to see him in a blue shirt or a red shirt, whatever the call it was at the time that he, that, he, that he that he did that. But 
Um, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's a dream come true to watch him play, but then to score and then the important goal, obviously the goal he scored against Swansea City away from home just sticks in my memory. You know, I watched the game live on Sky and it was just a, an absolute great hit at the great time in the game and, you know, I mean, he, he was a hero anyway to Cardiff fans, but to score a goal like that in a game like that just, just means um, that he's just so good. Uh, Leslie says, uh, have you got any tips on where you can get some toilet roll? And... Uh, do you remember Stephen Bell, uh, who played for Borough, uh, yeah. and he said he, he sadly yeah. died many years ago? Yeah, Stephen Bell was one of the best technical players. My dad raved about Stephen Bell, um, and um, I was—he was so gifted. It was unbelievable. He was—he uh, just used to take players on. He was—he was so technically gifted. Um, but obviously had his had his own had his own problems off the pitch and uh, obviously coincided with him losing his life and yeah not uh, not great but sometimes side the pressure of being a player um, can get you um, you know what I mean it, it's I'm not I'm not preaching to anybody you know what I mean because there's pressure on everybody's life pressure on people who don't have a job pressure on people who have a job but um, I found when I played it was the it was a try and it, it's the it's the what to do with your life when you're not when you're not playing, it's it's the I'd, I'd call it boredom. You know what I mean? Because you've got a lot of time by yourself. You sometimes you're in a hotel on your own. You're not with your family. Uh, it's such a lonely place sometimes. And then you've got on top of it the highs and the lows for me. And the highs and the lows of being a professional footballer were were the worst. They were the worst. Uh, the amount of times and the amount of hours driving up down motorways, thinking good things, thinking bad things, thinking terrible things um, about yourself. Uh, about others, um, about is it all worth it? Is it is 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 this the right thing that, that I'm doing? Um, you know, what I mean, it can be a lonely place, and uh, sometimes I found those long those long journeys in the car after a game. By the time I got out of the car, then I'd sort the world out. The world was great, and you know, what I mean, I could I could I, could, I was ready to uh, to kick on again and, and looking forward to training on Monday or training again tomorrow. And but some of the times it was it could be yeah, a horrible place where. You don't really get over certain games and certain things happen in a game. You know, I'll, an example with uh, my daughter was born in Cardiff in 2004. Uh, we, uh, she was born, we played Wolves away on the Saturday. She was born on the Saturday. Um, I didn't play at Wolves at Molyneux. We beat them 3-2, I think. Cavs scored the winner. Um, obviously, my daughter was born at quarter past five, so I would have missed her. So I'm glad I didn't go to the game. But the following week, uh, we played Leeds United at home. I hadn't played, I hadn't trained all week. Uh, I can't really remember why. I think it wasn't nothing to do with the baby. I don't know what it was. Um, we went to Burnley through the week. I didn't play. Played on the Saturday. Started against Leeds United. We got a penalty. I took the worst penalty ever. I just wasn't. I wasn't ready to play. I'll be honest. Looking back now, wasn't ready to play in the game. Certainly wasn't ready to take a penalty. Um, and then all of a sudden, you, you've got to then deal with that situation. Um, yourself and how you deal with things moving forward and I think that had a massive impact in, in the way that then my future at Cardiff City ended up panning out because it it just it was a, like a downhill spiral after that and it was so disappointing because it was a massive game I was confident that in my own ability but it just shows the, the fine margins in football and um, and just how disappointed I was because uh, you know, I wanted to score I missed terribly um, and then you, you go out and socialise, try and socialise, try and get over it and people think that you don't care because you're, 
you're in a pub or you're in a nightclub in a restaurant and you know what I mean trying to live a normal life after making a genuine mistake something what I didn't really want to didn't really want to make but you try and get on with your life and try and move on but sometimes it's difficult because these things are life and death to people but the bigger picture things like this happening it just yeah. shows that it's just an irrelevance but at the time it is it's, it's that important it does it feels like that and sometimes I can see why uh, why people get those kind of thoughts about uh, about certain things because it's just it's, it's not a nice feeling because it's, the highs are massive the highs are huge the highs in football I've never I've never experienced highs in my life apart from um, birth and my children as high as that in my, in my, in my life the, the, the emotion what goes with scoring a goal what, what goes with, with getting promoted winning a game celebrating with people who who are pushing in the same direction but then the laws I've never I've never come across laws like it as well you know what I mean it's quite it's like it's like losing a, a close friend or a, or a family member or yeah, it's just it's, it's just horrific it's just it's, there's no comparison with the highs and the lows it's just scary really yeah I agree I just um just noticed that uh, just before we came on air, uh, John Cross of the Mirror put a story out which said the Champions League and the Europa League finals have been postponed and they could be scrapped altogether. Uh, they have no fear, like there's no uh, no further date arranged. There's no, um, you know, we'll readdress it in May or April or, you know, none of that. It's just they've been postponed and they could be scrapped altogether. I find that fascinating. Um, and we go back to the to original subjects that we were talking about. Should FIFA and UEFA be step, stepping in and saying, right, this is it, we are done? But who's made, who's made that decision, side? That's got to come from FIFA or UEFA. Well, it's got to be it's UEFA, isn't it? If UEFA have cancelled those two competitions, they haven't just cancelled the final, surely they've cancelled all the, the rest of the games. Well, yeah, I would assume so, yeah. Because so, there's no point, is there? So if they've cancelled all those competitions now, from now, then um, then what's the, point of, what's the point of carrying on anything else? Because there's just as many games left in the Champions League than there was in, in the Premier League, surely. There's just, you know what I mean? You've still got loads of games to play. You've got loads of... You've got two-legged quarter-final, semi-final, final. You've got loads of travelling. You've got... You know what I mean? You've got travelling within, within, within Britain for, for Premier League games. And you've got travelling within different countries for Champions League games, Europa League games. That's just both significant for me because they're both, they're both the same and the same. You know what I mean? Travelling 100 miles and travelling 5,000 miles is exactly the same. You're still moving a potential illness from one place to another and from one country to another. So if that's the risk, if that's what, they want, if that's what they're trying to eradicate and take out, then for me, they've got to cancel everything. You can't just cancel one thing and one thing and one thing and another thing. And one thing I was going to—you said at the start of the show, say about um, about Tokyo Tokyo Olympics that they have just cancelled it. Cause I've just read it there on Twitter um, uh, because I was going, I was just in the middle of doing something at work um, last week about it and trying to uh, implement something what we were going to the kids were going to copy at school and uh, and things and and I just these things are getting cancelled and these things are far further ahead than what we're talking about now. And yes, they haven't started, um, but people have trained for four years, four years yep. to do this. Four years. So um, the gymnasts have been training since they were 13. They're now 17 for four years to do this. So if that's cancelled, I can't see them doing it the year after. It will just go to 
2024. So the the Olympics was a funny one because um, to, the J Japanese have been very uh, stubborn. They've been saying, no, it's on, it's on, it's on. We're doing the, the, the torch in a couple of weeks. It's on, it's on. And then Canada pulled out. And then as soon as as soon as the country pulled out, I knew that it was coming. And I heard from a few different people that they said it's going to be off. Um, and fact is, mate, I um, I got back to a point I was going to make earlier and I didn't make it. In the Six Nations, there was one game left. One game. And they cancelled it and they void yeah. it and they... No one was champion, no one finished bottom, nothing. In the Premier League, there's 90-odd games left when you total them all up because there's 10 games left. And you're telling me that we desperately need to finish that season in the the climate of everything? Really? Yeah. Champions League oh. looks like it's going to be scrapped, but the Premier League, oh, no, we can't scrap that. But the, t the, 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 the cancel in the Champions League... Um, and then, and then what they're going to, and then what the what the what the Champions League going to say? The Champions League is going to say, right, it's, it's only fair and proper that the teams who were in it last year are in it again this year, right? Yes, that's so that's the fair. That's, that's the fairest thing. That's the fairest thing for them to do. So, what's the point of finishing the season? Because you're going to have new teams because it's unfair on the teams who are still in it. Because spot on. It's just how's it's, that. It, it makes a mockery. It makes a making a mockery of its side to me, because uh, for me, you've got too many people making individual decisions around a, an organisation, around a global area, which is football, um, and not really getting together around a table or around a, uh, a monitor, because that's the safest way to do it. Uh, and just making it, making the right call, and the right call would be everybody to do it at the same time, or one person deciding, and everyone else jumping on board. It's the fairest thing to do. Yeah, there's, uh, there's, you know, there's no other way to. Like, this was my, um, this was my argument, you know, throughout the show last week. Was the only fair way to do it is to just cancel it, start again. There's no other way that doesn't involve completely screwing someone over. I know Liverpool will feel screwed over, but. Technically, Leslie, technically, they haven't won it yet. So they haven't they haven't won it yet. They could still lose it mathematically. So they haven't I know they will feel like they've been screwed over, but they haven't been. Aston Villa, who've got a game in hand in the relegation zone, haven't been relegated on a different amount of games with a game in hand, etc. Same for you know, all the way down the leagues. It's the only thing to do it. Thing is, also, we're not, and we're not. Uh, right, listen, this, this, this is, this is coming across like we're we're anti Liverpool, anti Leeds. You know what I mean? Why, why are we anti Rotherham, anti Coventry, anti Portsmouth, Portsmouth anti Celtic, Salford City, um, anti um, Barrow, in Madrid. The, Bar Barrow in the conference because it's going to affect. It's going to affect absolutely everybody. This, you know what I mean, Barrow. Barrow are top in the conference by about nine points. You know, what I mean, they will never, ever, ever, in my opinion, do this again and be be, be at the top of the conference because there's that much money in other sides. How they've massively overachieved and deserve to be where they are. But yep. for, for some people, they can't see past this Premier League bubble 
And this Premier League bubble is just um, stopping everyone seeing the bigger picture. And the bigger picture is not football. It's not football. Football is secondary. Sure. But but people don't, people see, I, I can go out, I can do what I want. Uh, I want football played behind closed doors because we can't watch it live. So those 22 players plus 15 members of staff, five subs, are all going to carry illnesses around the country from one place to another and we're all still going to get ill. Yeah, still going to spread. The NHS is still going to get overrun and everything's going to collapse because we're going to need football. Um, Leslie just said that he said he thinks that um, they will still they'll play a few games um, and then Liverpool will win versus some teams that have got nothing to play for. But as uh, one of the points you made last year, uh, last week, sorry, was that the problem with only playing a certain amount of games, say you play like, say we're going to play four games, so Liverpool can get mathematically, but they haven't played all the teams. So you can't, like Sheffield United, Sheffield United, if they win their game in hand in the Champions League spots. Exactly. So So you're going to tell them that they they won't get it though because the Champions League's been cancelled. Let's focus on the Premier League then, just for now. And I'm not, I, I hate just focusing on one league because it's not just about the Premier yeah, League. Yeah. Right. So, Liverpool have to play so many games to win the league. Okay, that's fine. So, then you need to sort out who, who's getting relegated. So, then then all the bottom five or six who, who, who can mathematically get relegated need to play the same amount of games. And then the teams that are getting the Champions League they need to play the same amount of games. So, it's not just about Liverpool playing enough games to win the league because why should they get the recognition when Leeds United won't get the recognition, Portsmouth won't get the recognition, Grimsby Town, Swindon Town won't get the recognition. Barrow won't get the recognition. You can't just you can't just give individual sides enough recognition, enough games to get to get enough points to get promoted. Because what about teams who are getting relegated? Because it's all well and good saying to Leeds United, right? You win three more games, we'll let you get promoted because you've got enough points. Brilliant, fantastic. Right, so who's getting relegated? Oh, we'll send Norwich yeah, City. Down. We'll send Norwich. We'll send, Nor- we'll send Norwich City down because they're bottom. Well, no, that's not fair because Norwich City could win the last nine games. Norwich City yes, could win. The, they could win the last nine games. So you can't, you know what I mean? There's, there's got to be a fairness and there's got to be a, an overriding decision which is fair for every single team. And the way that this epidemic is, and the decision tonight, for me, it's, 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 for me, it's getting taken out of everybody's hands because on the, on the Friday, the 3rd of April, that D-Day, we're all going to be still locked down. So football yep. can't ha- football can't happen. So what they're going to do? Say we'll we'll look at we'll look at it again in a week when we're not locked down. <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous. You can't it's, do it. And then the fact fa- the fact of the matter is doesn't matter anyway. That, that that's my overriding point now is we should be it should be cancelled not because of the logistics of the season. It should be cancelled because it does not matter. No, that's not. I see. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, football's football's irrelevant. It's about saving and, lives, saving the NHS, yeah. and saving the economy. That's it. If not, if not playing football, Si, if not playing football now saves one life, or then it's worth it. You know what I mean? If it saves one life, it's it's worth it. And, and, and you know, I think everyone needs to needs to have that stance. Indeed, they do, mate. Um, we had another question. Uh, oh, Johnny Wish wants to know why aren't FIFA stepping in and making the decision? I don't know. I don't know. 
I they should do, they need to. Um they must have had enough um conversations and advice from uh health organizations and from different countries and the way that they're locked down and different countries as in as in the way that um because everything's gotta be the same, everything's gotta be gotta be pushed in the same direction and, and it's not. Um so they've got to they've got to step in and make a decision. Then everyone just follows suit science. It's it's the easiest way to do it. Yep. Yeah, I, I, FIFA have got to make that decision now. They've got to just say, right, this is it. Bang, done. Let's focus on saving lives. Yeah, That's it. Totally football. We'll, sort of, we'll, we'll get football back up and running when we know that it's you know clean and clear and we know it's safe. Yeah, totally Until agree. then, it doesn't matter. No, I totally agree. Look, no. If I, from a purely selfish point of view, it's better for me and you if the football season's on so we can keep doing our, you know, football podcast, and we can do our championship shows, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, we're but, not anti. We're not anti football league. We're we're not saying this just because we don't want Liverpool to win the league or or Leeds United to not get promoted. This people think this is personal. It's not. We haven't. We haven't. We haven't designed all this to stop two football teams not getting any. No. Any joy? You know I mean, this is this has happened around the world. This is this is out of everybody's control. This is we're we're, we're talking about our own opinions on something which has got way out of anyone's ever imagination and control. This is this is serious. Well, this has been serious for a long time, but all of a sudden it seems to have just got more serious overnight. Yeah, it's grown real real quick, haven't it? Um, but like me and you set the the questions to ourselves last week was. What is the fairest way to deal with the football season? And we said, we both came up with our views. And in my opinion, the fairest way was to cancel it and start again. Um, I stick by that even more so now that I've seen rugby and the Olympics and and and, and everything else go along with it. Um, okay, so if... Anyone has no further questions, then we'll start to to wrap it up. But I'll give you a, a couple of minutes if you want to to wrap it up. Um, me and Andy have, have, have brief, briefly talked about doing maybe an extra show here and there. Might not be live, might be recorded. We don't know yet, but we depends what we do and whatnot. We'll have to wait and see. Obviously, Andy's partner's pregnant as well, which is something we've got to bear in mind. And um, Andy's also working as well, um, which again, so Liverpool are winning the league. Leslie, Leslie just said, "Sigh, Liverpool are winning the league, mate." And I said, "And this is what I would say: I don't yeah. care if Liverpool win the league one way or the other. Fact, Do not care." It's fact they are winning well, the league, but they won't win it. They won't win it this year. Yeah. What I care about is that Liverpool shouldn't win the league, and then screw everyone else from every other league and club just so they can win it that's it that's it really i think the only fair way to do it is to to bin it because every 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 single pundit every single football fan every single person involved in football knows that liverpool would have won the league this year so yeah you know what i mean and if i I came to terms with that weeks ago exactly if they're good enough and they're as good as they're as good as Everyone believes they are, and, and I know they can be on the day. They'll win it again next year. Yeah, but the sad thing is, will Sheffield United be in the Champions League spots next year? 
Doubtful because Sai, you, you, you said there about uh, opening the transfer window. We want the transfer window. I guarantee you, Chris Wilder will lose or oh, three players, maybe if not more. So he's got a big rebuilding. Um, his football club will, will be quids in. They'll make loads of money. Uh, the, the investment will be will be bigger. It'll bring a, a few more players in. The football club will uh, evolve a little bit. It'll become stronger, a structure. But I, I just I can't see them being being where they are. And, and the same as Wolves as well. Wolves will lose some players potentially to to some big clubs around the world because they've got some really good, really good technical footballers on that side and um, and they're not really in a position probably as strong as other teams to not sell players. So it's that's the yeah, that's I a, agree with that. That's a difficult that's, that's a, a difficult bit. That's a difficult bit. Yeah, and 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 the other interesting part of it, while we stick on the Premier League, but well, also the Championship, is everyone stays where they are. So say Leeds, West Brom, uh, Brentford in the Championship have done very well this year. Next year, Cardiff City won't have the same squad that they've got now mm-hmm. because say they cancelled it in the next couple of weeks and they void it and they open the transfer window. You've got a lot of time to tie down contracts, bring in players potentially. Yeah or at least get agreements in place. Yeah. So the likes of Leeds and Liverpool and all these other clubs, they could have Portsmouth, Rotherham's, they could have big challenges from other places, mm. um, which obviously brings a whole new new, new thing. Um, oh, there you go. Johnny Wish just says, uh, what will be interesting is next year, United could have Fernandez, Pogba, maybe Grealish in midfield. Could they then challenge Liverpool, which they haven't done this year? Mm-hmm. You just, you don't know. Well, they, but they've given them to show they're the best team in the, at the end of the day. Well, Man United, if Man United had, had anything about them for me, they're going, they're going to spend a ridiculous amount of money on a Harry Kane as well, and going and going. Except they're a massive centre forward away from me, a guaranteed thirty goals away from doing something and being a real challenger, and that would that would put the that would put the cat amongst amongst the pigeons that. Hundred percent, I think. Well, I read an article actually. Uh, it, was, it was a good couple of months ago, um, which said that United have basically got Jade and Sancho tied up. Uh, Red good to go in the summer. Grealish yeah. the same. Yeah, and Harry Kane said. Um, Harry Kane has said that if Mourinho is still there, he will go to United as well. So you add Harry Kane, Jaden Sancho, and Jack Grealish to the team they've already got. Mm. How far off are they really? I would argue that their first eleven, in terms of quality, would be better than Liverpool's. But yeah. Liverpool as a team are better. Yeah, well, it's 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 the it's the would they would they all uh, settle in straight away? Would they all hit the ground running straight away? Because yeah, Liverpool, have had, Liverpool have had a time with time with gel and and move forward and um, yeah. Is Pogba uh, going to be a disruption? Is he not? Yeah. Yeah, it's never but, then, ending, but then there you go. If if if, if uh, would you sell Pogba, spend that spend that kind of money on a Harry Kane and and, and move forward that way? You know, what I mean, it's a it's a it's a decision. That, it's an interesting one. Yeah, good um, decision though. It's a, it's a good position to be in. Good position to be in. Yeah. If he stays, if he stays, you've got yourself a world class player. If he leaves, you've got yourself world class money. So. I got a feeling he might stay because I think he's going to fancy playing alongside Fernandez because he hasn't had someone of that quality to play with since he's been at United. Yeah, um, he's been playing with the likes of Lingard and this. Um, well, next week we'll spend less time on the coronavirus stuff and we'll talk transfer rumours. Perhaps we'll uh, we'll pick up like three biggest rumours of the week and we'll talk yeah, about what teams can do. Let's, let's get do it back to football. 
a bit more. Let's do, let's um, do that, yeah. Guys, uh, follow Andy on Twitter at AndyCampbell32. Follow me at AceCast underscore Nation. Same on Instagram. Facebook.com slash AceCast Nation. We're live every Monday, 7.30. This Thursday, I'm recording Unscripted Uncensored with Super Kev. So get your questions and your topics in for that. Andy, I expect some questions from you as well, my friend. Definitely, definitely. uh, Yes, we will uh, see you all next week. Thank you to everyone for joining us. And most importantly, everybody, stay safe. And Leslie, I'm going to play the video now because I worked out why I couldn't play it earlier. So to play us out, I will leave you with the magic man and uh, I'd just like to say rest in peace rest in peace Peter Whittingham he plays that long Shackle heads it away only to Emmanuel Thomas turns it in field Whittingham with the shot oh what a goal from Peter Whittingham Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.